Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Like, a lot's happening this week. There's so many significant events this week. Yes, definitely. But I really want to start this week with, like, one of the, I don't know, I was really impressed. Obviously, it was really sad. But, like, how did you feel about the Epiphany episode? Actually, before the Epiphany episode, uh, it starts off with Elizabeth getting the news. You know, I was really kind of, I liked the way they threaded it through like we know this big Elizabeth story happened and how important Epiphany was to her and I think of all the characters who have found out first I like that it went to her a long-standing character well we also see why and it's not like it doesn't make sense but to be Mm -hmm. honest like given how Elizabeth's sort of backstory storyline went um I I appreciate I appreciate uh how she was implicated in in everything that happened um like with epiphany so it was kind of a lot right so at the end of that episode you know we know we know for some time now elizabeth's been trying to reach out to epiphany yes and all of a sudden she gets that phone call and it's like as a viewer you're watching like okay like so it's happening you know, like for all of us, this happened. And I think we were all just sort of waiting to figure it out. And then like over the past few weeks, like her name would be brought up and then it was sort of confusing, right? There were so many events. Like we yes. know that the nurse's ball is basically underway and, and her name was being brought up in like a normal way about the nurse's ball. Yes. So then it was really like, uh, okay, like what is happening? How are they going to do this? And then when you saw that Elizabeth was unable to reach her, you're like, okay, okay, let, let's see how they're going to pull this off. And so, so I think it was just hard, even just the end of that episode, because like you knew it was coming. Um, of course it felt fast, but like, I mean, in retrospect, like how else would you have, how else would you do this? Right. Because they, ba- they basically had the funeral the following day. Um, rather than maybe like a gap of time where people, the news is spreading. But I preferred it this way to be honest. Me too. Because Me when too. we found out it happened in real life, like it, it was very difficult to hear and, and just kind of out of nowhere. And when things like this happen, like it, it's not a character, it is an actual human being. And I'm really happy that it happened in this way. It didn't draw out that agony in some sort of dramatic way it was just yeah. like it's, they wanted to cater I really feel to the viewers emotion and respect to that character I think that they did an amazing job and I also like that they did it this way too because honestly as the viewer we've been waiting like we know yeah. and we've continued to watch and I think we all just wanted to know like we all wanted the time and the chance to mourn basically. And we, as, as like viewers wanted to honor her. And I think as soon as it happened, we talked, we, we, we honestly thought it was a nurse's ball, but I yes. much preferred this because she mm-hmm. really deserved like an entire episode and not just like an honor during like the nurse's ball. So, I mean, it was brutal. Right. So it's like, we know from the day before that the news is there, that it's final. And then as the episode starts, we slowly get an understanding that there was an like an accident. So at first I thought, you know, she was in the accident, but then I loved I loved that she ended up being somebody who saved someone. It was so fitting. Um I think it was really well done. Your caption was incredible and so perfect. It was just 
the episode was representative of Epiphany's character. It really freaking was. And it was just, okay, so kind of like the nurse's ball. So if you think a little bit about what Lucy said, like with the nurse's ball, it's like the one time a year everyone comes together and it's just this kind of special event. And I really look forward to it. And like, it's really exciting when the nurse's Mm -hmm. ball happens, but like an episode like that, when we have these like really significant moments, you know, these are the things that connect us all. Like we're all kind of experiencing this together. And there are certain kind of episodes that do this. And this was one of them. And it was so emotional because it was real, right? It's, you know, it's the nurse, it's the person, it's all, you know, it was a lot. And, and so like seeing like a Milo, Oh my gosh, how did you feel seeing him? Oh my gosh, I was so, so excited to see him. And I mean, I did remember ages ago him writing that he had returned to GH for an episode. And I didn't know what that meant. You know what I mean? Because I, I, it hinted toward Epiphany, but then I was like, are they bringing him back for the nurse's ball? Because that's usually an event that, you know, he could sort of make it back for. So it was just really sad. And I think with Milo, like his emotions were right there and they felt, I mean, I know that they're actors, yes. but it just felt very real. It really did. And that's what was so hard. Like you watch yeah. these people work through their emotions in a place that they've worked, you know, so many years with this human being. And then when he hugged Sonny, oh my gosh. Oh, it was not easy. So they like, it started off with like, you know, just like the, I just like the way that they filmed it to be, to like also like the angles and stuff. So I mean, yes. you have Elizabeth with Finn and then you have like the nurse's station and you have Dina there. But then like with Felix, ooh. oh my gosh, I know. Cause that made it more real. Like at first it starts with the, like, it's a very contained sad episode moment but I find like Felix's reaction really broke through and just made it like yeah you know it's real it's painful like it, it just like Brad's I mean sorry Felix's reaction really did something there and then even Brad walking in I found it to be even heavier because Felix is there mourning Epiphany who's really important to him and they were friends and there was a lot of like Felix Epiphany scenes back in the day, like as a duo. Yes. Um, and when Brad walked in, it's like it was heavy because like Brad's grief is raw yes. already. So that was just too much for me. Those two together, like too much. A lot of feelings. And I'm glad that they they put it out there for us in that way and we're able to capture those moments. And they even had flashbacks to when they were dating and I feel like, well, this was just sort of like, I feel like they're introducing the possibility of them reuniting in some way. I mean, that's yeah. the vibes I got. Because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, it's interesting if you think about, like, where Brad and, like, um, Felix were, like, a bajillion years ago versus now, like, a lot has happened. Like, a lot has happened. And, like, Brad has dramatically changed as a person. Absolutely, he has. So that's that's the other piece to this episode, right? Because you have this loss. You want to honor her because it's like, this is your colleague. This is a person you see all the time. And then you have to create this episode. And I found that, like, Epiphany's episode not only honored her, but it's it's still um, functioned, I find, to like further the stories. I found that was done so seamlessly, right? Like to have those Felix Brad scenes and to like maybe give a little bit foreshadowing of what's to come for them. It's like, how, how did you how did you even do that? 
And there were other moments too that we'll get to in terms of like the memorial. Other places where this news was really challenging. I mean, for Marshall specifically, you know, like they were together. Yeah. Um, and he was really questioning. And I think it was really rough because Marshall's flashbacks were mm-hmm. kind of like her last scenes. Right. Oh, so that was so sad. Yeah, that was hard because it's like we we know that she went off to do like the test and this was a really big deal. And like to be honest, during those flashbacks, like again, it's just like confusing as a viewer. You know, you love her, the person as a character and the person, but then it's like I'm actually sad and upset. Like we didn't get to see that, right? Because that was this is not how things were meant to be. Like, like this story, we were meant to watch Epiphany go to the next level. And that Ooh. was hard with the Marshall part. Yes, we were so looking forward to this change and we were supporting her and we've been waiting for this big moment. And yeah, it's a lot. And so he was feeling guilty, but I mean, mm. like, oh my gosh, Marshall, you, you could not have influenced her more in like a good way. And mm. even within the Ashford household, to be honest, I kind of forgot about Portia and Curtis. completely you know what I mean it took me a while in the episode before like I remembered oh right they're all together because Curtis was not himself and I actually don't think it had anything to do with Portia I think he was navigating how to support his father while going through something because he doesn't he usually you know it's all-encompassing when he's dealing with something that's true I guess part of me wondered again I know that they're actors but part of me wondered, like, how real that was for the actor to have this episode for Epiphany. I mean, what you're saying, honestly, like, is a, a total other perspective that fits, too. That he was so kind of, like, struggling. Like, he has his own relationship with, like, Epiphany. Um, she became a part of their family. He's supporting his father um, the family is being brought together by this because you can't not be together with something so big happening and and you can't not have Portia involved. So yes, that could very much be the demeanor. Like even like at the end, Curtis was really just staring at Portia when they're out on the roof. But I mean like, man, mm. like he was not himself. Like even at the hospital alone with his dad, like, you know, because it's hard. Like that that's the other part too for me when I was watching. I, ju- I just think that like, I can't even imagine how hard it was for the characters for the sorry the actors to be even doing this episode at all oh 100 percent. i was looking at all and like you said there's like just this slight difference in acting sad like air quotes acting yeah. and being yeah. feeling those emotions at that moment and your colleague and friend just not being there anymore so yes there was a lot of heaviness and depth to what was going on oh my gosh yeah but then then i love the moments of levity Mm-hmm. particularly when Milo meets Marshall. Oh, oh, yes. One of my favorite, favorite moments this week. It was so funny. Like, Curtis, I think, also loved delivering that detail. Um. Yes, I think it brought him great joy on a really difficult day. Yeah. To like to to say that to his dad, and his dad was like, "What?" And I even loved at the end, like a little, you know, hug and snuggle between Marshall and Milo. I thought that yeah. was so amazing. Um. So there was a lot of characters brought back. Like we, okay, so Emma, we see Emma. Yes, Emma. Uh, the timing of this is interesting. Right? You know what I mean? Like, 
look, a lot happened, right? Like this has got to be like a quite a week for the people in Port Charles. Like you really have Epiphany's memorial, then you have like the nurses' ball, followed by like Willow's surgery, apparently. So these this is like one intense like three days for that city, and so. Emma's visit, you know, happens to coincide with, like, Cam's exit, which you pointed out to me, well, also, like, General Hospital as well, uh, pointed out that Cam's exit is is relatively temporary. Absolutely. He's going to school and he'll be back for all the summer drama. Yeah. So, okay. So, she's there. She comes. And, like, I guess I didn't expect that many people to speak at the memorial. Me neither, but I'm really happy they did and that they didn't gloss over that part. Yes. So I actually like the fact that they took so much time to honor her in so many different ways and speak about her. And I really enjoyed like all of the flashbacks and people's memories of Epiphany. A speech that stood out a little and was in mm-hmm. line with current story was when Carly gave her speech. And I say this because it was soups and intense so mm-hmm. while it was like a tribute to epiphany and the way she supported carly over the years but if you stop and think uh a lot of the ways epiphany supported carly was like through like major mob incidences right you know putting jason back together putting sunny back together and then this is the second time they've had a moment and she oh, stares yes. at sunny and another aspect to it is the fact that like you know she talked about the way that epiphany um you know like if she liked you or didn't like you didn't like you but also just accepting you if let's say you grew or changed Mm -hmm. so she talked a lot about growth so I found that to be like really like I I liked how that was placed because it was in honor of her but it really spoke to the like Carly Sunny Nina storyline which I don't even know what it is anymore because there's just a an intensity that has been reignited between Carly and Sunny that we have not seen on screen for like a very long time. And they both mutually stared at each other. And like, it's kind of like in those moments with Ava and Sunny, but obviously this is different where mm-hmm. Nina just sort of looks, looks at them like a bit of a kid. And she looks and she's watching this just like she walked into his apartment and watched the intense exchanges between them. She watched these intense exchanges between Carly and Sunny. Other parts that were special was like, I mean, you had, you had the guest speakers for sure. And that was obviously very special. I mean, I feel like I, I felt fulfilled as I was watching. Cause I was like really into it. It was very emotional. And I, I was it, it, like, I mean, it's a, such a special episode that you're kind of mm-hmm. craving to see what comes next. Yes. That I really wasn't paying attention to maybe like the absence of people, um, but, I mean, it would have been nice if, let's say, more staff could have come. But, I mean, I really, I don't know. Like, we're just two people at home who watch the show talk about it. Like, I have zero <laughs> idea, like, what it actually takes to organize any of the things right. on TV. So, I mean, I have to assume that, like, scheduling stuff has to do with it. Not to mention the fact that, like, more, uh, like, scenes with many characters are going to be happening throughout the Nurses Ball. But there was, like, the actress who plays Amy Driscoll. Yes. kind of tweeted about missing out on that episode. I know. I felt awkward. <laughs> I felt awkward. And it's just the internet of people I don't even know. And I was like, I felt bad. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to go hide somewhere. But, like, honestly, like, the nurses at the very least should have been, like, front and center. But, I mean, either way, like, 
you know, no, they did not have everyone there, but as a viewer in the moment, like, I'll watch it again and see what I think, but watching it in the moment, I kind of, I didn't feel like I was missing anything. Like, I felt really fulfilled and satisfied, like, getting this moment. And there were other things, too, like, um, at the start of the episode, I know what to make of it, right? Liesl mm-hmm. with Nina, and Liesl yes. making a point of being like, I'm not coming. Like, we didn't have the best relationship. I was like, okay. All right, surreal (laughs) and super odd. And then Diane shows up with a special mission for her. Wait, also that day they get it. They announce that um she's cleared to to for the transplant. Yes. So um, with that being said, I revert back to my original opinion on I don't know why there was a delay. I'm so confused. Um. But there you have it. There was a fake (laughs) obstacle and now it's gone. Um, And so then she was given a mission for the fireworks and it was just, it was beautiful. You know, the note that Epiphany left behind, that she even left behind like sort of um, this special moment with everyone on the roof and about like going out with a bang and having that perfectly timed. Like it was just beautiful like a huge celebration of life once again they inserted other comedic moments so for instance uh, mentioning like milo mentioning uh are those fireworks illegal and laura overhearing that yes <laughs> you know in that roof moment who was gathered together you know like even Diane moving a little closer to Robert earlier in the episode you have like Laura teasing Robert about like becoming happier with Diane around Yes, so cute. Love them. So many beautiful moments. And like, so we have the fireworks, but there was like another surprise. And this is also something that made it so beautiful. So Monica calls and we get to hear her. So, I mean, that was so special um, to, ha- to have that and the way that they did it. But even more so, it's like, again, you don't know what to feel or think. It's a complicated episode of a real Mm. person and a character and it's hard but I couldn't help but feel also just emotional for like we've been talking about this a lot um just this passing of the baton it is a generational show and we see it more and more you know even just for example like this nurse's ball like the fact that it was written in such a way where Lucy was gone and you have like Maxie and a newer mm-hmm. generation taking part of it. Like there's a lot of these types of things being set up right now. And to have, and I always thought that Elizabeth would become head nurse once Epiphany became a doctor. Mm-hmm. But to kind of tie the two, you know, the beautiful words Epiphany said about what Elizabeth did. Like it was just beautiful. Like the fact that we got to hear the words. So to hear Epiphany's words, to hear the recommendation for her to become head nurse and to kind of walk away and like this is just how I felt. I felt like it just came full circle. Like you had this tragic event. You had like a lot of love. You had like this passing of the baton and you have like Elizabeth that walks off to carry in Epiphany's memory. So there was just so much to it that made it so special, I found. Absolutely. It was special. It was, I I think it was really great and a nice ode to a very important person and character. And well, Sunny also said she was my best friends by all accounts of all the things I said. I was like, 
Okay, Interesting. funny. Thanks. So they were besties. Um, other things that kind of happened um, on the side, there was a moment between Milo and Sunny before they even got to the hospital for the memorial. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't help but scream at the TV when Milo was asking Sunny if he could use his help. I know. I still wanted Milo back, but Sunny said so something bad. very, right? Sunny said something very significant, and it's been a theme throughout, like, basically what's going to happen next with Dex. And he said to Milo, like, you're one of the rare ones that got out alive and can live your life. And so, again, this is another moment, a, a special episode written, and again, just echoing the present storylines. It's just like, I don't know, if you're going to be like this, you know, second in command or some kind of mob figure, right? Mm -hmm. Like Dex, do you then become a magic wand on TV? (laughs) Like, it makes me wonder what, like, just it makes me laugh. I mean, technically Milo was the, you know. Exactly, the the originator. Yeah. So I just, yeah, that whole thing makes me laugh, and I am dying to know who the who the random wand is. Well, it's the whole passing to... of the baton on a whole new level. <laughs> but but who's the missing one? Because to my understanding, from this episode, we have Dex, and I love the suggestion of Mac. To be I honest, I was all because, about that. All about it because they've been sort of painting him in that light, like really boosting him as like that silver fox. They're they're trying to get at all of us, like all of our taste. They're just like we we see you, we see you. Like you know, I'm like I'm like yeah, we see Mac. So I don't mind this, but Maxie is standing in between us <laughs> and getting is. yes, and Mac becoming a magic wand. So like I really have no idea who this like random replacement's gonna be first of all we don't even know who the lineup is is to begin with exactly we knew a little we knew drew might take his shirt off we knew dex would we know that michael is not he just is a benefactor not in the show he refused to do it again because he's done it in the past. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah like curious to see that so maxie i don't know how she's done it she's trying to like support some lucy but oh she kind of lost it this week, which I don't blame her for. I would have been throwing out that earpiece. Like, I basically would have never answered any questions from the beginning. Right? I would have not <laughs> dealt with that very well at all. No, I just, she's so horrible about Poppy. <laughs> she's so bad. And then, like, being like, oh, Sasha, I miss you. And then when Sasha's being supportive of Bobby, being like, because everyone's assuming. They're, they're coming from where they are as people. Like, yes. we're good people. We assume Lucy's good people. She would be so supportive as you as a human. And you have Lucy being like, no, not even a little bit. It was just fucking, <laughs> it was so bad. But I just, I kind of liked how everyone came together to like organize I think one of my favorite moments was Felix so Mm -hmm. Felix is trying to solve problems right he's experienced (laughs) he's the one who worked alongside Sabrina to locate Lucy bring her butt back to Port Charles and get her to run the nurse's ball okay and so he's been in it he knows how this works and he's just trying to get the numbers down, right? He's just trying to handle the lighting. And he makes the mistake of engaging Big. with Brooklyn and Chase 
and decides to talk about love and to get some inspo for the lighting. And then I just love the line he ended up delivering, which was, okay, lighting for the lost and found. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like walked away. It was like, yeah, I was super impressed by that. I thought it was really funny. And Maxie ended up catching some interesting moments. So, okay. So in this scenario, we have Maxie taking over Lucy's spot, but there was ages ago where we had a conversation about, like, Maxie picking up the torch of, like, one of those, like, main characters. And yes. it was ages ago in a podcast, and I remember there was a picture, it was a visual, it was a time when they were in the hospital, and Carly and Maxie were just facing each other, and it just felt very, like, echoey. You know, because mm -hmm. we like you pointed out, you know, we have the teens and then we have like the people above them, <laughs> like a Maxi, <laughs> and then you have like the Carly like generation and stuff like that. And so um, I guess in that, I don't really know, but just have to, like, what am I even talking about? I needed to explain. what you're saying during what you're Yeah, <laughs> I don't even listen to myself. But there was a reason why I was explaining the generational things. And it was because <clears throat> yes maxi okay because maxi <laughs> bumps into jocelyn yes right look at her she's like all like at the quartermains talking and chatting and now she's like somewhat involved with like joss and dex so i just kind of like that like maxi is just a little bit here there and everywhere kind of like how carly's a little bit here there and everywhere Maxie's standing in between Joss and Dex, and they're just like giving sparkle eyes to each other. I like... know. <laughs> and Maxie's like, I love all of her moments, but she's like, So, do you need an extra ticket? Do I love it. <laughs> oh, like, you know what I mean? That kind of talent, right? There's a few of the characters who can really pull off that like attitude, sarcasm, comedy. And yes. it's Maxie, and it was, like, brilliant. But like you pointed out, Joss and the googly eyes. Like, oh she's all, word. like, with Trina, like, Trina, like, I can't tell you. It's, like, a matter of <laughs> life and death. Like, there's such a security issue. Oh and God. then Dex walks in. Her mouth is on the floor. Mm -hmm. And Trina's trying to wipe up the floor and look at Joss, and it's, like, subtle subtle too <laughs> like I mean I think I know it was so bad they're both so bad at keeping the secret but also before Dex even walked in and Joss was telling Trina which I really absolutely adored their girl talk yeah when Trina you. realizes she's already dating someone but more than that Trina has a flashback a detective -y flashback so then so then Johnny was like so I was like, she's the only one in Port Charles that connects dots. And I was like laughing. <laughs> I'm like, well, there's Trina, there's Valentine. Yeah, because I mean, Trina has those tagger vibes, you know? Yes. And her like biological dad was a cop who got like told not to be a cop anymore and then <laughs> was a detective. No, not a detective, a PI. Okay. And then club owner so <laughs> it makes sense so biology fun. nature versus nurture she's a thinker a dot connector <laughs> it's a good t-shirt yeah yeah so okay so can we like um can we like talk about valentine and his gang for a sec can we can we talk about the elite Okay. Small 
crew. <laughs> that we can talk about it, but I'm gonna say this. I for me, this kind of like summed up a lot. Okay. When after all of it, and, and I'm fast forwarding, but we will rewind for people who are our age and understand that comment. <laughs> <laughs> so Anna's sitting there and she's on the couch and she's crying and she's like, What's wrong with me? And Valentine straight up just says, I don't know, but I can tell you what's right. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> what did he say? I'm like, how am I missing this? He legit said, I don't know, but I know you tried to steer Lucy clear of this and Ashby was on borrowed time. But she oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Because because I'm ready to kind of rip into Anna a little bit. Yeah, let's do it. That's why I led with that. <laughs> okay, so like when she calls Ashby... She decides to, like, blow up her phone. And I just want to understand, is it really a good idea to call an asset repeatedly while she's with the target and you know this? Well, she's pulling Lucy. Okay. Unfortunately, she's pulling an Anna. (laughs) (laughs) Because because when they got into a fight, okay, when they Mm -hmm. got into a fight last week, Valentine said... Like, you're carrying guilt because of whatever, like the Lucy thing, or no, 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 not at all. He said something like, you you messed up, and you you won't own up to it. Like, he really called her out last week, and he called yes. her out on, like, protocol. Like, this is protocol. This happened, so it's time to abort mission. And she basically said, no, I just can't. I'll do the opposite. And then she ran off to go find Lucy ultimately. And I'm just so annoyed that Anna's like, oh my gosh, she's like messing up the mission. She's gone rogue. And I'm like, Kate, you can't even follow the rules of being a spy as Valentina has pointed out to you and you got into a fight over the week before. Mm-hmm. And you seem to think that civilians can't. Like, first of all, like you keep talking about like, oh, this is terrible. But it's just like, you roped in Lucy and you did not rope in Lucy at the start, like for Victor, even you roped in Lucy because you suspected your boyfriend was lying to you and you created this whole thing and blackmailed Lucy into helping you. It started out there and then everything snowballed and it's just like, you didn't learn anything. And so you take this like Ashby person for all we know, this is the first time she got led into something bad and it just happened to be with a Victor for her political career. And now you want her to act as, like, a double agent. And now it's, like, if her life is risk, of course she's going to, like, say things. So now that, she, the, like, she's gone missing, or I think she had left. I don't even know if it was the time at this point she had left that she had called them and said, like, I'm leaving. I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. And then Felicia being, no, it was probably before this. And so Felicia's, like, let's just hope. Let's let's not jump to the worst case scenario. Like, <laughs> okay. And they're like, I hope she's halfway to Canada by now. And I'm like, no. Like, why? Like, she's super dead. Like, when he tossed her over the thing, it's like, what did you think would happen? Like, it just sucks. You know, like, as much as, like, they wanted to solve all of this, it's just, like, pulling in these civilians isn't the really the best idea. Like, you you forced Eileen. You told her this is not going to be over until Victor's gone. And she's desperate for it to be over. So when she saw the USB key, when she saw an opportunity to make it over, she did it. And it's kind of the same thing with Lucy. Like, yes, Lucy did go rogue for her other reasons. But, like, you know, she started to, like, push the line for wanting, like, Martin back. 
Oh, absolutely. And you saw, like, Ashby did a really great job of, of really showing us that desperation. Yeah. Um, but I, I have to admit that when she fell off that bridge, I was like, oh, she's going to end up in Nixon Falls. She could start a whole new life. Oh, my God. If only. That would that would be amazing. That would be, right? like, a great place to, to, like, escape these things. But, I mean, look, I did hope that she didn't die, especially when Dex saw her in the water. I was hoping maybe yeah. she'd still be alive. But when he pushed her, it's like, well, at this point, you know, she admits to betraying him she mm-hmm. gives him some information but not enough like she wasn't useful anymore and then i felt for her when like drew shows up to the safe house after yeah. explaining that olivia got in on things yeah. um and, and they're like olivia knows but at this <laughs> point we also know that diane got right so and like funny. all the kids have been to the safe house which turns out is five minutes from port charles and then we find out this week that the safe house was Sunny's. Yep. Which we guessed. Yes, but it was hilarious to watch, like, Laura be visibly shaken with the body there. And Sunny being like, I got this. I'll go and inform them. And it just made it all so real that it's just too many damn people. And not even helpful people. Like, remember when Valentine got so mad when he got found out? And then he goes, yes. Drew, we need you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're a bunch of clowns. We have no trained operatives. <laughs> Mind you, he's in this mission with Anna. And he's like, we have no trained people. <laughs> like, I, I find it so funny. Like, they're so close. Like, the safe house is close enough to see the fireworks. Close enough for, like, Felicia to be back and forth all the time, bringing everyone's kids. Like, I swear, if I was ever, like, in sequester and needed a handler, I'd want Felicia Right? She's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And as this thing keeps progressing and the more people keep finding out and Drew being like, crap, you know, like everyone knows, but the thing is Valentine doesn't know about like me and Carly, but he does know about you and Felicia and Lucy. (laughs) And and then Anna starts saying like, um, like blaming Eileen for like not following the plan. And then she's like, it wasn't a stupid plan. And I just think if you have to tell people out loud that it wasn't a stupid plan then maybe maybe you might have been a little little (laughs) stupid about it (laughs) i agree i totally agree but it's getting a little scary now like i'm really concerned they were it was a wayward plan but i was hoping that it would work out in some way or another i thought it would lead right no i mean uh, to be honest like the way it all started out i just thought yeah for sure you know like this is a mission you guys can accomplish but at this point in time it's become the funniest thing i've ever seen right funny but scary like victor's i'm really like we talked about you know back in the day and what was the thing they like froze the earth or something sure the ice princess <laughs> and i'm sure yeah. something happened with it like i'm making stuff up now yeah I don't let's do, do research it. but i'm just saying that they did something so grandiose that it's affecting everybody and the way victor's talking like the way he spoke to eileen and the way he's you know talking to his new guy about spencer it's really kind of scary yeah, like, but listen, he thinks he's saving the world. I, I don't really know, I know what's going on. And then the the fact that everyone is trying to take Victor out, it's just strange because we have these people who are like, Victor is like the worst and got to take him down. And then like you have like Spencer just being like, hey, Uncle Victor, do you want to meet in a park? Do you want to like talk? And I'm just like, it's just so, <laughs> it's just so strange, right? Because you have this kid, like you have Spencer who just has this, 
in and very different experience with Victor than basically every other human on Earth. Right? But, like, he's going to get ditched soon. Like, I don't know what's going on, but obviously it looks like Victor might get out of Dodge, but simultaneously go after everyone at the nurse's ball. That guy was there and was able to have, like... Um, mm, purple shirt. Purple shirt. The guy what? who saw Lucy. Yeah, the guy, yeah, the guy, the only guy that was not a Port Charles character in the lobby. Yeah, I was like, I wrote my notes, purple shirt with a fist. Okay, I'm, I'm so glad you could identify <laughs> the one random person in the lobby. I was so confused. I'm like, what is it significant? Is it like a purple disease? Like, what is it? And I was like, we're talking about the same singular only person in the lobby that's not part of the normal cast. Okay, mm -hmm. so we're on the same page. So yeah. that guy IDs Lucy, who just keeps leaving. And I don't even think anyone knows she left this time. As they're arguing that their plan was not stupid. Right? Oh my <laughs> gosh. Uh... Do you know what would have been less stupid? What? A safe house that was really far away where Lucy didn't know the location. Or could call she... a car to come and pick her up a few blocks away. Like nobody's going to break that code. <laughs> <laughs> and charge it to deception. <laughs> so like, I don't know. I'm kind of annoyed with Spencer. Oh my God. Annoyed and extremely disappointed. Yeah. It's a bit much. Um, what wasn't disappointing was Cam. Like, so we got to see what happened after he went to go see, um, well, he was actually going to see Spencer at Laura's house and ended up bumping into Esme. I am loving this, like, no BS cam. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And I think it speaks to what he's been trying to say all along. It's just because, like, I seem nice or because, like, I am kind. It doesn't mm -hmm. mean that I'm a fool, which is what he keeps trying to say about his mom. Exactly. And it, and it is how Joss kind of like acted with him a little bit too. But uh, so something here is he finally dropped the Franco bomb. Weren't we, we've been waiting and waiting. And when he yeah. said it, I rewound because I wanted to hear it again. <laughs> yeah, because you're like, is this actually happening? Because it's true. She doesn't know that she has like this brother. And then when he started to talk about who he was and he was a pariah and this idea of redemption and becoming a better person... Um, I thought there was a, a path for that so that she could either keep complaining about how people see her or just sort of choose to be different. And he takes her to the party. On a comedic note, I would have loved yeah. that when she saw Austin later in that week again, she'd be like, you look so familiar, kind of like my brother. <laughs> I know, I know. I, because that, that was weird for me, too, to see her with him. Because I'm like, it's your brother. It's like, it's honestly, it's maybe one of the first times in a long time that I felt, like, weird. Like, seeing him where I didn't see Austin. Because even yes. when the characters change characters, it's like, yeah, okay, it's Austin. But ever since he became cool like yeah. And he, yeah right and he got hanging with Ava he dropped the like Austin that was with Maxie and became more like Franco cool so it's I confusing totally to agree. me mm -hmm. yeah so then like when when I saw like Cam bring her to the party mm -hmm. all I kept thinking was like this boy is addicted to responsibility right yeah um, I just enjoyed very much like Cam walking in. I mean, it was quite the picture. It was quite the domestic scene. Him yes. walking in with his cousins, 
brother <laughs> and ex-girlfriend. <laughs> so his cousin? Um, so Cam's cousin. <laughs> also, I'm just trying to, like, make Is it? Because well, Spencer's his cousin. Is it? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> and Spencer's brother is still but a is it? <laughs> is it though? Who's his parents? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, right? because we're yeah, we're operating on the idea. Lucky. Yeah, we're operating the idea that like Lucky's the dad he knows for a while before he left oh, him. Right. right. So then you're right, because Nicholas is the factor that makes so <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. So he's there with his cousin. <laughs> Okay, it's, I'm just going <laughs> <laughs> No, they're they're pretend related. But they related. are pretend related. Yeah, because Xander's his Xander. dad. Yes. Xander's okay, his I dad. So, yeah, but Lucky kind of raised him for a while before he abandoned him. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm set straight. Thank you. Okay. So then I just love the faces of everybody. Like I liked how like you had like um Joss and Elizabeth and Trina all huddled together just staring at her. <laughs> Yes. And that's the thing. Like, they finally dropped the Franco bomb. Cam kind of bonds with her. Uh, he's like, don't talk to my mom like that. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh, Cam. Like, you're the best. Yes. And, um, and I just wonder if, like, that moment, for instance, is, like, the beginning of more, like, Esme, Elizabeth bonding, right? Like, she's trying to be a better person. I can see her trying to be nice to Elizabeth for Cam's sake, but also to learn more about Franco if, let's say, Cam's gone and she can't get Franco information from him because I'm sure that with her biology that her parents are horrible, she might want to know that someone she's related to is not, but that she has two brothers, not just Franco, but a brother through Elizabeth, Stephen, who's in jail. So that might not make her feel better, but... Maybe. Well, I like what you're saying because I almost can see things play out here because Elizabeth, everybody is, and I almost feel bad for Amnesia Esme just with how everybody's treating her. <laughs> okay. but Elizabeth treats her normal enough that mm -hmm. it works. And Esme also knows that Elizabeth did something bad so that bad people can turn good. Like she's that one person mm. That has that kind of in between that she can have a real relationship. And there was that scene, and oh my God, I'm throwing like a million stars to Ace, like cutest baby ever. Where right? they're kind of right and so on point with the acting. So there's a scene with like when Elizabeth says, or a moment where she's like, I'll go get you, you go get settled. And she goes with her and she's like being cute and like talking to the baby. And it's a, just a scene with like Elizabeth, Ace, and Esme kind of in the background where everybody's still staring at them. So I can absolutely see. Esme going over to Elizabeth's house because the way Spencer treated her at the hospital, like she needs that person as wonderful as Laura is. Elizabeth is a little bit younger and, you know, she had her children, you know. Oh, single mom. Right. Single so I feel mom, like there, there could be that really, really nice connection there. I can completely see it play out. And it's also the fact that like Elizabeth did do something bad and told her. Mm. Um, and right now, Esme's in this really weird place. As much as Laura is nice to her, it's about, like, the allegiances. And she doesn't trust the Cassidines. And she, while she appreciates Laura, it's hard for her to understand. Yes. Like, to feel that her loyalty is to Spencer, which honestly is natural to think that way. And Spencer, like, it's just, like, it's so annoying. It's, like, good for you. It's your brother. But at the end of the day, that's his mother. And if you keep treating her yeah. like crap, like, when he was in the hospital alone with her. Oh. And, and she's, like, you know, because it would be better. You know what I mean? Like, if you if we couldn't get along. And he was, like, is that a threat? This idea that he couldn't see his brother. Yeah. But it's, like, but 
it is her child. Like, why on earth would she just hand over her kid to you? And, and you've been and, acting and you, like a, like, and not an, like, he's not acting very responsibly to exactly. show her and for them to work together. Like, that's the hard part for me, even given the past. Yeah, I'm just like, I've just kind of had enough. It's like, she has amnesia. You're upset, but she's not who she is. And like, you keep ruining things. Like, every time Laura is mm. trying to make strides with her, he just keeps making it worse. And I very much understand why Esme would not want to have anything to kind of like do with him. Yes. Um, and yeah, he's relentless. And obviously, like, I I don't really know what's going to happen. Like, I'd like to hope that Victor is too, like, caught up in his bigger schemes than to have time to entertain or maybe handle Esme as he suggested he would. Yes, me too. I don't want to see any of that happen. I need this Esme character with amnesia to play out. I do. And I am worried about what would it mean for her memories to come back because when Ava was chatting with her today, that was so interesting to me. Uh, a few things. Like one, it's kind of like how Laura bonded with Esme at the idea of the Cassidines removing her baby, right? Like that's a mm -hmm. point that Laura bonds with Esme on. And when Ava realized that Nicholas was trying to strip the baby from her, she had a look to her. Yes, because she did. she's lived that. So already I could see how Ava would like feel for her while mm -hmm. also demanding, like, how are you going to make this up to me? And trying yes. to catch her in how she talks, you know, at third person or referring to herself. But just the final threat was like just phenomenal to me, to be honest, when she was like, and if you do get your memory back and I will know, <laughs> I will finish what you started. And I was like, wow you have so many reasons not to remember and if she does it's going to be really horrible it is going to be really horrible but the thing we love about Ava and all of these redeeming characters is that the minute so you know Ava's all like hardcore face and then Esme leaves and Austin pops up and she's like oh my god I feel like such a hypocrite what is happening I know like she wants <laughs> to laugh at his like joke and yes. she can't even do it because she's not kind of cool with this lying place that she's in right now Exactly. About but murder. So. No, but they're adorable, and I can't wait to see them dressed up at the nurse's ball. I know, and I'm like, so this is finally happening, because they're like, what right? are we going to do? What's <laughs> our cover story going to be? I'm like, how about sexual partners? Like, how about we just, <laughs> how about we just go there? You know, that's something that's easy to buy. Like, I was in a bad place. He was my doctor. We played doctor, and oh my, now word. this is this is where we we're at. So I do look forward to seeing them at the nurses' ball together, and maybe they'll have to act more coupley, and that'll kind of like help Felicia understand their relationship because it came up. At their little coffee chat. Oh my god, favorite, favorite. I love when Ava gets to like hang out with Laura and hang out with mm -hmm. Felicia. It just makes my heart so happy for Ava's new world. Yeah, because it was straight up bonding time. You know right? what I mean? They were really just touching base ultimately. And I liked the little uh, nurse's ball um, teaser that Ava got to give. Saying something big always happens at the nurse's ball. And I got really excited at that part. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh, wait. Something else Spencer related. So, okay. You know what I realized with Marshall losing Epiphany? I realized it's just another thing that actually bonds him to Trina like they have more in common mm. now because she lost a partner also yes and so like because as it is I just find they have a lot in common 
they had the same struggles within the family in terms of yes. how they were both treated. And I just like, you know, how he is with her. And, like, he gives her the space to kind of be her and make her own choices, but he still gives his opinion. And he pushed to have a one-on-one with Spencer. Mm-hmm. And I think it went much differently than Spencer anticipated. Absolutely. And I liked it, but I don't like that Spencer's always ready to pounce. Well, I mean, I don't blame him, like, in that no. context, but I feel mm-hmm. like he needs to tone it down just in general. The whole Esme thing is too much. But I feel like he can use a Marshall because, like, I'm sorry, it's, like, two different worlds. Like, a clandestine meeting in the park with Victor versus, like, real talk with, like, Marshall in a real family and more of, like, a normal setting. I 100% agree. He definitely needs that family vibe. And that's what's concerning, too. Like, this blossoming love, this friendship that they built him and Trina. That's a space that he needs in order to be this good person that he wants to be. That him and that Laura keeps talking to him about. And he's just taking this turn into the dark that I hope he gets out of real quick. Well, yeah. Because it's all about, like, wanting results fast. You know, that whole mm-hmm. impulse control thing about yes. Spencer. Um but it is, like, I mean, it's funny to me because, like, Esme doesn't have a memory, but it's so weird that, like, Trina is weirded out. She's like, they live together, like a weird pseudo family. Like, I get that it's weird, <laughs> but it's like, she doesn't know that they're exes. Oh. Oh? Yeah? No, but I just mean, like, Esme doesn't have the memories. Oh, and they yeah, hate yeah, each no, other. Really. So it's just, you know what I mean? It's just, like, I get that it's strange, but, like, I guess part of me is like, is it, though? Like, I guess I didn't think it was going to be this issue that Spencer lives with Esme because I don't see it right now, anyways. I don't see it either. Like, I understand the visual can be jarring, but the reality is that's not at all what's happening behind closed doors. No, and I mean, there were certain things that Spencer had said to Esme, which uh, which kind of bugged me, when he mm-hmm. was, like, telling her, you can't hide behind Ace. And I'm like, yeah, she can, for, like, a long-ass <laughs> time. For, like, 18 years or more, she wanted to. Yeah. And, like, that baby you mentioned, he's so cute. And the facial expressions, part of me is, like, you are <gasps> Cassidyne, because he has, like, the drama looks, like, the perfectly timed expressions, like, at the hospital. It was amazing. Yes. Oh, yeah, like a million stars. Those cute little cheekies, those big eyes staring up at people, the snuggles. Oh, my word. Okay, so, like, let's head back to the quartermains because there is a weird scene that happened that totally threw me off with Mm -hmm. Nina yelling at Willow. So I honestly rewound because I'm like, is there more to this? But Nina is just yelling at Willow, and you're not sure what the context is. And then Carly rushes in, and (laughs) Nina's like, Willow, something was happening and she wasn't feeling well and I was yelling at her if I should call the ambulance. So instead of, like, legit calling the ambulance, she's, like, yelling at this woman who's, like, halfway passing out (laughs) to see if she should call the ambulance. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Like, I I don't even know what to think. Um, But basically, Carly and Nina were having a mom-off with Willow. That's what I wrote! Mom versus mom! It's just that Nina has different faces to her, right? She, like, and we see, like, it's the same kind of loop that happens when she's with Carly. So the loop is, like, um, like, let's be friends. And then she pushes the <laughs> limits, right? So it's sort of like she, she gets upset that, like, Carly steps in or yes. asks why she's there. Well, there's a reason why. Because there's a lot of, like, boundaries placed around you. And you have, like, a habit of breaking them. So, again, legitimate question because, frankly, you haven't really 
done any sane behavior on a consistent basis for people yes. to change their expectations. So right now everyone is expecting like the bar is really low. So most people expect that you're doing something you're not supposed to do. And so there's that part of just sort of feeling that Carly's undermining her, which she 100% is. Because even in that mm-hmm. moment where she's like, I'm in a better position to know what Willow needs. And I'm like, maybe, <laughs> maybe don't even do that, right? Because I feel like it's cringy for Willow. But I am yes. also shocked that Willow had her stay there for as long as she did. I think Willow was kind of just being an audience like us. Like I found her just yes. kind of staring and looking around. And the fact that she, she actually got up to go do snacks in the other room and left those two women alone. I think she was kind of enjoying the wanting both of these moms attention. I, you know what, how, you know what I felt? What? I did feel that, that she was stepping back and there was a moment where she, the way she was looking at them and kind of looking at Nina and just testing it out. I felt like she was trying to, I felt like she was trying out what it would feel like Yes, if she yes. let Nina, because, because you had Carly speaking for, for her, but then you also yeah. had Nina trying to stand up for her. Not that she's in this context in her life or family life where, for instance, no one stands up for her and yeah. everyone sides with Michael and she's being swallowed up. That's so not it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's, it really is shared family, but you can see how she was trying it out. Kind of like what she says, Aunt Liesl. It's like, she doesn't have any family outside of Michael's family. And that's the thing. She's never been truly mommed, right? Like she's had this hugely yeah, strange upbringing. So yeah, you really, in all her silence, it very much came through. I mean, there was that and also just time alone um, to start to start addressing the mob part of things. Ooh, um, I loved, loved, loved this part. Was, so yeah. yeah. So like, again, Nina puts on that face where she's like, can we just put our differences aside? For Willow's sake, <laughs> even though, like, at any given point, Nina will take jabs unnecessarily, like she did at the quarter mains. Yes. And so she starts that way. And it's like, if you wanted to maybe portray or even, like, inch toward what you want, she doesn't stay within the limits, right? So she's like, can we just coexist for Willow's sake? And then just maybe go in the kitchen, say goodbye to Willow, and let's say leave. Instead, mm-hmm. she moves off of Willow topic practically immediately and just starts talking about Donna. So I don't know what you're trying to do, but I felt like she was trying to have girl talk about Sunny with Carly and try to fish for, like, advice on dating him. Because who in her world can really give her advice on dating a Sunny? No one. And to be honest, like if you've watched the show, whether it's Carly or Joss, there is not many people who could give you advice on that lifestyle because most people are kind of telling you you shouldn't be in it. Like for the years Carly was in it and the discord between her and Bobby, you know, like you can talk to other people, but not really. Like who is mm-hmm. Nina going to talk to that would help support her and help guide her in that life? There's a limited few. There's Carly and then there's Sam. Sam did it a while too. Well, it's like we said, you know, it's that whole, I love you, I hate you, I love you, I hate you, I want you to be my best friend, but I'm going to circle back to wanting to be you versus wanting to be your best friend. Yeah. And so, like, part of me at first was like, are you bringing up Donna because, like, you have access to Donna and, like, Carly has access to Willow, for instance. But then it really quickly Mm -hmm. became about Sunny. And then Carly, to her, this is like, we know the drill. And we have actually saw that on TV a lot. Like, what am I saying? On TV? Yes. We all watch the show. (laughs) But we see see that in the episode with, like, Joss showing it to us, Christina, of, we know the drill. Mm -hmm. And so that topic comes up. 
And Carly just says, you're a long way from Nixon <gasps> Falls, aren't Favorite you? Favorite line. Mm-hmm. So that was really funny. But I'm laughing because she kind of brought up the topic. And then when Carly goes there... She's like, I don't want to talk about my relationship. And I'm like, but you kind of went there. I'm just saying. And so, like, what Carly said to her, it was more of a statement. But when she said, to be in Sonny's life is to be in all of it. And I think that's a fair statement. It's a reality. If you want to make it work with him, like, you wanted to steal him, right? Like, mm-hmm. you, you thought you wanted to be me. You wanted to have him. You wanted to have it. And it, it's it's just interesting how Carly put it because she stripped Sonny, like, Mike from his life. And it's true. She's been sheltered from the mob life. Like, this is why it feels so weird. Like, the intensity between Carly and Sonny ignited, but even something within us watching the show, like, because it's familiar. Yes. The Sonny we've seen wasn't familiar. The lack of, let's say, mob trouble wasn't, like, it was just different. But this part, I feel like we all know the drill. We all feel this way. There's familiarity with like a mob war brewing and a new enemy. And Carly pointing that out, like that's just not something she's dealt with. And we've been we've been seeing that. And it's, it's so interesting for like Nina to like deal with this part of Sunny that she hasn't dealt with. She's dealt with Sunny Light. She's dealt with Sunny Mike. She's dealt with maybe like one episode, one mental health episode, one crisis. And she, and she helped him stop drinking. So she's like, I got this. I know this. I know the drill. And it's like, you do not know how dark it gets. Like, you really had no idea. Like, we've all seen it. We, we've seen Sonny be, like, out of his mind in scenes with, like, Robin. Exactly. Where he, like, stopped taking his medication. Like, not just Carly, but other people closest to him have really and truly experienced, like, the depth of, like, his pain and suffering and when Sonny struggles. And this is outside of, like, the mob stuff. And so uh, she tells... <laughs> so when Carly tells her, you have to accept all of him. Like, the bad, the good, like, the everything. And mm. then her response, I felt, was... It felt flat. And I felt a little disconnected. It was just this generic response of like me and Sunny have our own understanding. That's like different from yours. But that's why it's like so good. And I'm like, you mean denial and yearning? Like you're in denial. And then you yearn for him because you're supposed to keep apart. I thought about you when Carly responded to Nina in the aspect of I could see it in your eyes and he will soon too. Because we talked about that, yep. that scene of like when. Sonny's trying to talk mob to her and you can see that he's making the connection that she doesn't truly understand what's going on. And then Carly said, you're not the first one. And immediately my brain went to Brenda because we've been talking about her so much and what that looked like and how she felt she could change him and be that woman for him. Yeah, but it's, yeah, no, I completely agree. But it's so weird hearing you say it because after watching the show for so long and watching him go through the women that trying to legitimize him, (laughs) like, you know, when you, when you say like she tried to to be the woman for him, I think ultimately like a lot of the women tried to like get him a little out of his world. But like we saw that bottom line he's not and he does need someone that fits into his world not the other way around being with Sunny comes with restrictions it comes with sacrifice it really does and Carly said like those lines my gosh were so good she's like is he sheltering you or sharing with you and then she yeah. said something along the lines that ignorance ignorance instead of bliss Ex- no ignorance no, I mean, <laughs> my notes are all wonky and I read it as is it's that 
ignorance isn't bliss. No. And the thing is, like, I don't even think Nina knows what she has. Like, even when she said that thing that we have her own understanding, like, Mm -hmm. she doesn't know what she doesn't want to know. Like, she doesn't know. (laughs) And, like, and she's still playing pretend. And that Nixon fall comment, I think, lands hard because I really feel like this is so foreign to Nina. And maybe it isn't fully comparison to Joss, but in the in the sense that that Joss, her youth is coming out. You know what I mean? Yes. And as much as she knows this world, when it comes to Dax and the romanticizing it and the like, I love him, like to Michael, it is more like young. And that is sort of what it is for Nina too. Like the way she was at the funeral with him, like, oh my gosh, like I miss you. I know mm-hmm. I can't see you right now. There, It's still so consistent how they've done this whole storyline with her, that there's always this like teenage romantic dramatic element. Always there. So true. Like I love it. Another part of that scene that I really loved is that when Willow did come back out from the kitchen and is discussing like her fears, I was so surprised that she did that as well as to, you know, what the transplant, her fears towards it and the way they filmed it. So Nina kind of standing in front, but Carly was standing pretty close behind her and just kind of like Carly and Willow having more of an eye contact than with Nina, but Nina being in the middle of it. Like I just, the way that was filmed was really interesting and I liked it. It's it's funny because the way you describe it is exactly what it feels like in the scenes where it's Ava Sunny Nina or yes. Carly Nina Sunny. <laughs> she's there, she's close by, but she's excluded from the eye contact. You know what I mean? Like yes. they 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 do a really good job of making her like it feels so how do you say like it feels so visual that she's on the outs like almost like there's straight up a glass between them like in the apartment scene she walked in but Mm -hmm. like it's just the intensity or when like like Ava and Sunny are together they share an understanding and the moment like and the way she acts is a bit different like there's like literally in terms of how they act and divide and then when she gets up there's more of a flow Like, they talk easier with her out of the room. It's really like the kid has just left the room. And even in the memorial service for Epiphany, you know, she Mm -hmm. was on the outs watching Sunny and Carly share an understanding of the life and the consequences and all the events that they've lived through. It's incredible. Like, I love what they're doing with this. So another thing that they did really amazingly is that they really wrapped it up. So, like, Karam ended up having his, like, brunch with his family and his brothers. And honestly, it was so emotional watching him with his brothers and also watching Elizabeth, like you felt it. It was like, I can't even express to you how well it came off and translated. Like I felt every little bit of Elizabeth's like pain of, I can't believe I'm letting go. And me too. I was like, I can't believe they're letting go because they've been a duo for years. It was a very raw emotion. It was so raw. And I just felt proud for Elizabeth like look at what you did you have your three boys just you know hugging and crying and missing each other and I found it emotional to hear Jake say don't worry I'll take care of Aiden and mom 
I know. And Cam's like, I'm coming back, guys. Like, but include it's, me. You can call me. <laughs> but it's hard for him to not yes. be needed because in all the times he's not been needed, it meant that he's not used to having this much space to himself. And that is uncomfortable. And what was even more beautiful was Elizabeth releasing him from that, saying, I did need you. It's been you and me. Like, we did this, but it is your turn. Like, she acknowledged that he made sacrifices. And it was needed for their family she's not denying that she's not denying that there was things required for from him because of their family circumstances but she did release him from it she thanked him she said it you put in your dues but really it is your time now and there was just something so magical about that and about their relationship like I know we talk a lot about the Joss and and um, Carly relationship but the uh, the way that they have portrayed them Elizabeth and Cameron's relationship has been like nothing short of beautiful and spectacular it's it's just amazing to watch I love that and I loved all the attention to detail to acknowledge those things like that first scene when they were still setting up the bar and Laura walks in Elizabeth was writing a card and I actually paused to see what was written in the card. And it was a lot of like, I'm proud of you and you need to go on this journey. And really things that you would write to your child, your firstborn who's heading out on their journey. And it was, it was so incredible that somebody just sat down and thought full circle of what it meant. It's not just your kid. I liked the focus on what you said. It's just, it's been them. They're a duo. It's her firstborn. It's different. Like Laura validated that, right? She said it's it's tough watching her kids go out into the world, but she validated what she felt, particularly your firstborn. And that's exactly it. And I felt it from both sides. Being the firstborn, we also both have children. It was incredibly emotional and so well done and thought out to close off all these different parts. Like I love seeing Cam with his brothers and then with Violet and seeing Finn and having that man-to-man talk with Finn to look out for his mom and, and Laura hugging him and once again telling him how proud she is. There were so many just really beautiful moments uh, for Cam's goodbye. No, it was amazing. It, it also, you know, like all of these warm, fuzzy feelings remind me of the way that like Miss Wu's been taking care of Sunny lately. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just... <laughs> he just stops his feet. Sometimes I just want to tell him, like, can you just stop and listen to this woman speak? She's helping you. Like, chill out, dude. But do you know, do you know what I felt when I watched it? Because like Sunny was all telling Dex, he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna get to the bottom of this," and I'm like, <laughs> "Okay." And so Miss Wu came and she gave the rundown of just like her, her like all of the actions she took. Yes. And I'm like, so, so no one in Sunny's organization could have asked questions right, and then checked out I the thought. hotel. <laughs> so then, like, I was dying because ultimately, what I felt was happening is she's like please let me know if I can be of further assistance. Yes. And I felt like what was unsaid was, since I'm more powerful than you, yes. and you couldn't go to a bar and just figure this stuff out. Like, he didn't even use his people to ask around. Like, I get that you asked her, but it's like, you know, you could have said, like, hey, I'm sending my people to the high cider. I know it's your place. Do you mm-hmm. mind? I don't know. I just really felt funny because I feel like if this was Jason, he would have just did it. Right? He would have did the yes. life work of just asking a question. I mean, I get it. They're her people and whatnot, but still, it's just all that happened there is that you got got, and she's like, had the answers. 
Exactly. And it's just it's such an interesting relationship. I love how cool, calm, and collected Miss Wu is, like, thrown out early star there. Oh, my gosh. Like, I hope this helps restore your faith in me since I could do a lot of what you can't do. <laughs> Takes a woman, I tell you. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think we did it. We covered all the things. We talked about all the stuff. I already gave away all of my favorite lines, so it's time for stars. Okay, I think I actually have favorite lines. Oh my gosh, favorite I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. Um, It's nothing big. It's like when Maxie says, I just need to tell that annoying voice in my head to stop to tell me in my head, shut up, Lucy, <laughs> something like that. Okay, I don't even want to try anymore. And... Like, what happened there? <laughs> and then when someone said, if anything can bring Lucy back from the grave, it would be me up on that stage. Oh, it was and Bobby. I'm like, it was Bobby. Yeah, I'm like, Bobby, <laughs> that is exactly when she is going to do the returns. So basically, oh, 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 and it was Scott. Scott had my other favorite line where he's like, we're the vodka. Cam's underage, but I'm not. <laughs> and I love that he handed him cash. <laughs> he's such like that granddad. Like I just, yes. I, anyways, like I love, I love how that was like formalized and cemented. Scott and Laura are her parents. I just love that. I love how it became like this formal thing. Um, so stars to just like legit everybody. So Maxi epiphany obviously like a forever golden star um to that whole entire episode the cast that was there and not there like it was just amazingly and well done um you already said miss Wu. yes i'm little ace. ava ava mm -hmm. ace yes everyone I, I have a tiny mention that's not a star mentioned but esme's bag is exactly the bag that you got for me for my birthday oh uh... And people I love that are bag. Gonna think I, okay, because I'm like, I don't know if people are going to think I'm a good gift giver. <laughs> <laughs> you are. I wanted it. I needed something cute. I do not have a baby, but I use it to carry around my laptop and my lunch and everything so I don't have to drag everything around. And I just love that it's a little backpack. I use it for travel. I was like, that is a very practical bag, Esme. Good on you, mama. <laughs> She's smart. She's smart, that one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, we did it. That's a wrap, folks. Have a fantastic weekend. Bye. Bye.